you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to the Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski. And so I know you guys thought it was impossible, right? And I know I've talked about Kirk Cousins relentlessly on this channel. Relentlessly. Relentlessly is the best word. He is the GOAT of being the most white player in the NFL. And I will stand by that. Joining me today is the only other person in the world who I can say has the exact same views as I do on this topic. Joe Spinoza, welcome to your inaugural episode of the Master Plan. Welcome. Thank you so much. I am honored to be here with a fellow Kirk appreciator and visionary. I mm-hmm. think that's the right visionary. way to say it's visionary to be able to identify that sort of talent that coaches say they want, that... GMs talk about and scouts talk about, but often gets overlooked. Mm-hmm. And we were what kids, and we we saw it. We saw that nerdy kid out of twenty twelve. That's it. That is it. Yeah, I mean, listen, folks. There are very few times when I'm actually right. No, that's a joke. There, are, I am right a decent amount, and I think that this season has proved that. I think Kirk Cousins, if he can manage to win a Super Bowl, I will. First off, I will never let any of you live that down all right i will i will say that every day on this channel i will i don't know what i will do but i will be very very happy and you know it's interesting because both joe and i are patriots fans and both joe and i love kirk cousins and have since he entered the nfl back in 2012 um and apparently according to twitter because i'm on twitter i have not seen any other people like us we are the same we are the same person in terms of our kirk cousins views because there's no one else like us and, you know, I will say that there is a very, very strong niche of Twitter that does like Kirk Cousins. And that part of Twitter loves us. <laughs> like, yeah. they love us. <laughs> they love us. And, you know what I will say, because I really have to attack this podcast, because they are just not the, they're not, they're not like bad people. They're just, they're just dumb. Score North is the podcast is some podcast for the minnesota vikings i don't really know what they do it's kind of i don't know i keep hearing about it and all i know is that they just trash on kirk cousins every time they get up there and see that's interesting to me because i think that kirk cousins with three more good seasons three more kirk cousin seasons probably become the best vikings quarterback maybe in franchise history i mean listen like what is the, I mean, he can win a Super Bowl. I think Matthew Stafford winning one has proved that. Maybe if Mike Zimmer didn't have a terrible defense, but now they have Kevin O'Connell. So hopefully, like if Kirk Cousins can, you know, throw 33 touchdowns and send seven interceptions with Clint Kubiak calling the plays, imagine what he's going to do with Kevin O'Connell. That 
that gets me excited. What about you, Jeff? I am very excited. And I'll just say that and this is abundantly clear to everyone who follows me, who knows me. I'll follow Kirk wherever he goes. Absolutely. So I'm not I'm not tied to Kirk being on the Vikings, but I really do believe that there is a great opportunity for this team to make some noise. And it's going to take a complete reinvention, and that's why I'm so excited for the new regime. The offense is set. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Outside of the off- offensive line, like interior. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is but horrible. You have Tyler Linderbaum, who, and I'm not a total draft expert, but I, I go through PFF. I have my subscription, and <laughs> he's the highest graded center, I believe, to enter the draft. Mm-hmm. And I know that people say he's similar to Bradbury in the sense that uh, I've read that he's only 280 to 300 pounds, which is, you know, not very big for an interior lineman. Mm-hmm. But his skills are top of. You know anyone in the draft class, and he's slate and PFF usually has him going to the Vikings at twelve. So between if you can get him and he is who people think he is, alongside O'Neal and Garrisoff at the tackles, Ezra Cleveland, and then maybe you bring back Mason Cole, give Wyatt Davis a chance. I I think that that is is workable. I think that's probably one of the you know it doesn't have listen the offensive line just can't be a liability. That's At the end of the day, that's what it can't be. And that's what it has been. So, like, doesn't need – listen, when you have Justin Jefferson, if Adam Thielen can stay healthy, you have K.J. Osborne, Irv Smith may be coming back. Who knows? That's my guy. That is my guy. Tyler Conklin looked good. You have Dalvin Cook, right? So, so we'll see what happens with Conklin. But you'll probably find another. There, listen, I don't think. Listen, Conklin doesn't do a ton of stuff that I I I look at and say, "Wow, that's exactly. worth paying a lot of money for." You can oh, find so. a tight end in the fourth or fifth round, like Conklin, who is you know maybe not as good, but maybe maybe just as good, maybe better, right? So like defensively, it comes down to you know, is your defense Swiss cheese or is it you know actually formidable, right? And that and that's the biggest thing we need to understand because joe you put out either today or yesterday the win percentage for a quarterback with a defense in what was it the bottom 10 it was something like that yeah so i put out um teams that had bottom 10 defenses and offensive line the way the vikings have had the past two seasons and it's like 350 is the win percentage for those teams Mm -hmm. and i i'm i know the vikings have been better than 350 right i mean they've won You know they they've been they won they were seven and nine Kirk last season right seven and nine Kirk was eight and eight Kirk was eight and eight this season so to me I I look at that and I say so what you're telling me is that it's not Kirk's fault and that's what I think a lot of people always look at and I think that's what the media loves to talk about everyone in sports media today loves to hit on Kirk Cousins because I think it's an easy like it's something that it's so popular and so widely widely spread at this point that you know it, it's an easy way to score points for you know anyone on on ESPN or FS1 it's like it's it, it's so easy because you know everyone everyone has this perception of Kirk Cousins that he's that he's a bad quarterback and then you turn on the TV and you watch him play and you're like wait he just made that throw oh he just made that throw oh he just made that throw and it's like it's like 
where's this narrative coming from that he's a bad quarterback or that he shines away from the spotlight? I don't think that's true. Like, oh, yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. Absolutely not. But what really bothers me, it's not the national media because I don't think anyone who's serious about sports listens to Stephen A. or Skip Bayless for their sports information. It's entertaining. Like, I, I love seeing Stephen A. have his reactions and Skip and Shannon go at it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone listens to them and are like, oh, wow, like, that's a very smart, informed opinion. Yeah. They're entertainers. What bothers me is the fact that fans of the Vikings who watch the team every Sunday right. and see what Kirk does still have the audacity to talk about him so negatively. Right. Like as a Patriots fan and as a Boston sports fan in general, I feel like when we rally around our guys who we know are underrated and get disrespected by the national media. I mean, I mean, Brady obviously proved he was the GOAT, but there was that 10-year stretch where Brady didn't win. And you had the Rob Parkers of the world saying Brady was not going to make it back to a Super Bowl. No way, no how. And we would always come to his defense. In basketball, Isaiah Thomas the way Boston fans defended and adored Isaiah Thomas, no matter what, is unlike anything. And Kirk Cousins has been so good. And I think a normal fan base, sorry guys, listening to this. Vikings Twitter is not normal. I mean, Vikings Twitter is essentially, it's a bloodbath out there. I have never, listen, I... There are very few conversation topics that I follow on Twitter. One of them, of course, is Kirk Cousins. I mean, I follow a couple others, Mac Jones, et cetera, et cetera. And Kirk Cousins' Twitter, it is a niche of Twitter. It is its own. It's in a, it's in a ball. It's like, it's so unique. And, and I'm just, I'm like, they don't really understand what they've got, do they? Because, you know, obviously the Washington football team hasn't had a winning season since Kirk was their quarterback. Haven't had a winning season. Did they, did they have one last year? No, they were seven and nine. They haven't had oh, it. Yeah. So they made the playoffs, but it's also the NFC yeah. East, so yeah, it yeah, exactly. doesn't really count. I mean, you know, by the way, they don't have to play Aaron Rodgers twice a season, but the Vikings have split with Aaron Rodgers in the past two seasons. You know, like uh, they they beat him last season in the second matchup, and they beat him this season in the first matchup. Well, and, Right, yeah. Kirk is two and one against them. So in the past two seasons, of course, maybe I don't I don't know about seasons prior, but you know, there aren't really any gimme wins. I mean, you could say the Lions, but divisional matchups have always been tough in the NFC North, and you know, it's also not Kirk's Cousins' fault that Mike Zimmer, you know, can't stop Jared Goff on a seventy-five yard drive. And FC DC got the Lions playing hard. Yeah, that's so true. That, yeah, that team is the ultimate wild card because they're not very good, but. When you play a team that's got nothing to lose, remember that game the Lions went out against the Rams and Matt Stafford? Yeah, that was a close game up until, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what they should have done. And, you know, obviously the Bears have a tough defense and pretty much have since Kirk Cousins has been there. And then you obviously have the Packers who, you know, have Aaron Rodgers and, you know, are a very well-built team and have – basically sold out for Aaron Rodgers over the past couple of seasons. And that's why they're in cap hell this season. Right. So when you look at that, it, it it's a tough division and you know, the Vikings haven't had 
like the winning success, but you could argue essentially number one, obviously this was the most Vikings Viking season of all time. And you will never convince me that it wasn't number one. And number two, essentially if the Vikings had won two games that let's say that they didn't this season, I mean, I would expect them to be in the playoffs and I, I would say that if Aaron Rodgers leaves uh, Green Bay and the Vikings trade away Kirk Cousins, they're, they are giving away the NFC North. Like, there's it's so silly. Like, this is the time when, if you're the Vikings, you should be doubling down on Kirk Cousins because your team is well-built. You're not outrageously over the cap. You have a rookie quarterback playing for the Bears, when now a second year, with a new head coach and new GM. You have the Lions, who are still going to be bad for a while. And then you have the Packers, who even with Aaron Rodgers, are going to have to let a lot of guys They're go. They're going to lose a lot of guys on defense, especially. So if you're the Vikings, double down. This is the time when you could win the division probably for two or three years straight, make the playoffs, and with Tom Brady out, I mean, how many teams are you really realistically facing, right? The NFC East is a wash. The NFC South probably will be a wash. Terrible, the, terrible, terrible division. The NFC West, you could say, okay, well, they have the Rams, but that's only for one more season because then they got to pay Stafford and pay all these other guys. Seattle's going to reset. Who knows what Trey Lance is? And do we really know what's going to happen with Kyler and the Cardinals? No, we don't because they collapse at the end of every season. So it seems to me that Kirk Cousins – a, was the third best quarterback in the NFC this season. Next season could potentially be the best quarterback in the NFC. I know that may oh, sound crazy. No. Oh, that's, that was the tweet that, I, that really got me on the map of uh, Vikings Kirk Cousins Twitter. I got like, over a thousand retweets and likes. And yeah. Didn't get quite ratioed, but it was getting close. Yeah. I said, Kirk Cousins could be the best quarterback in the NFC. And now the, the main reason why I want Kirk on the Vikings – it's because the NFC is so weak. Yeah. You know, as Patriots fans, and I, again, I don't want to diminish Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady. And by the way, but, no one else will be able to do what Tom Brady did ever. He's the greatest quarterback, made every throw, right? We're not saying that Kirk is Tom Brady in any way. Let me make that very clear, all right? Because he's I, not. I, I, I maintain that Kirk is the closest approximation to Tom Brady to enter the league in the past 20 years. So yeah, he years. he's they're very similar quarterbacks. But you got to think, the AFC East was terrible for years. You had mm-hmm. Rex Ryan had three good years, and they came up with over twenty year stretch. The Bills were always bad. The Patriots had difficulties in Miami, but the teams were never good. Right. So the Patriots had five to six wins every year in the division. Mm-hmm. The only other, you know, competition were. Peyton, whether it was with the Colts or the Broncos. Right. Pittsburgh, who we owned, mm-hmm. and the Ravens, who were tough. The Ravens were a tough team for a while. And then, of course, you had the end with the, the Chiefs. I mean, there were some tough teams that the Patriots played. Absolutely. But, but that was in the, the playoffs. Season. Right. Yes, in the regular season, the Patriots had such an easy path to 11, 12, 13 wins. And that comes down to coaching and execution. That, that comes down to business. they had a very good team. They had the greatest quarterback who you knew would go out there and have a good game like 
12 out of 13 weeks, you know, 15 out of 16 weeks, like Tom Brady would go out there and play a great game, right? And you knew that would happen, right? And you knew that because you had a great quarterback and you had the best quarterback of all time who could throw to just bum receivers, right? Essentially, you are winning games against some inferior competition. You can win a couple great games because you have a great quarterback, which, by the way, Kirk Cousins has done, right? They have. I um, think that Kirk Cousins on those teams, I'm not going to say he would have won six Super Bowls. I think Kirk Cousins, if, you know, time travel, whatever, you place him in New England, he would have three three to four Super Bowls and, multi, and you know, double digit division titles. Uh, I'm telling you. Maybe. I don't know if I would go. Double digit wins. But you've got to think about it like this. Mm-hmm. The, the, the path that Kirk has had to go through, not only to make the playoffs, the Patriots, because of the way it was set up, they were always winning the division. So that's automatically a wild card home game. And because the schedule was so easy and they took care of business, they were at 11 to 12, 13 wins every year. First round by. That means home game right. in the divisional round against who? Matt Schaub and the Texans. Right. And, and what I'll say is that right. And the Patriots made it look so easy because they had a great coach, because they were well run, because they did they did the simple things well, and they played a very very good game. They were remarkable, the greatest dynasty ever. And but they would not be doing that if in today's AFC, not with Josh Allen in the division. Yeah, it would be tough to do that every year. And I think that's why we're both saying, like, well, you know, given the circumstances, this is the time to double down on Kirk because this is the probably the best chance you're ever going to get in the NFC, at least while Kirk is there. That's honest. And, and Kirk has at least – I think Kirk, you can bang on five excellent years left. I mean, why not? <laughs> why not? He's not, he's not relying on his mobility. He's shown absolutely no signs of regression. He's still progressing excellently. So I don't really, I don't, I mean, he's rarely, if ever, injured. He played 16 games this season, 16 last season, only missed one because of COVID. Like, he's durable. 19, he only missed it because the um, the playoffs uh, seed was clinched. Yeah. And Kirk's getting better every single year. And, And people like to say, oh, well, you people just bring up Tom Brady as the outlier. That's that's not true. Aaron Rodgers has gotten better the past couple of years, and he just turned thirty-eight. He just won Drew the MVP. Brees, uh, had a career resurgence. If you want to go by QB wins, he was over a five-year stretch. He was under five hundred, and then in twenty seventeen, they draft Ramchek, Kamara, um, and some uh, oh, Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams. You know, they revamped the defense. Vikings, then, if the Vikings can get a great draft this year, I mean, like, oh, think about it. Just think, like, we can't have the any. The offense is set. The offense is set. You're one offensive lineman away from, and, and now with the coaching, you have a top five offense. We, we, theoretically, we should have a top five offense. And you don't, I mean, we don't need a top five defense, but if we can have a top 12 defense, something like that, you have the yeah, talent for it. And by the way, I felt like at the beginning of the season, our defense was playing well because, or well, the Vikings defense was playing well because Daniil Hunter was in. He was getting so much pressure on the quarterback, and then you had Everson Griffin on the other side. It seemed like, hey, you're getting pressure, so that made the secondary look a lot better than it actually was, right? And if you look at those first couple weeks for the Vikings, I mean, while they didn't win 
you know, as many games as I think any of us would have wanted them to, right? Because obviously they lost week one against the Bengals and they lost week two against the Cardinals. But they really should have won both of those games. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the only thing that Kirk haters can not, you know, grasp on is, oh, they punt a lot. So I went through and I'm going through all of the um, series. So the Vikings had eight punts at Cincinnati. They had six penalties for 60 yards <laughs> on those series that had a punt. That's 7.5 yards per series. And, and, and let me ask you, how many of those penalties were on Kirk? Probably probably none. Probably no, none. No, it was all, only Udo, I think, got called like three or four times. Bradbury. It was terrible. And that's the problem. You have all these. Like, listen. And Burrow had seven series with the punt. Didn't uh, have a single penalty. Right. And so I think that's the thing. And by the way, both offensive lines, like, relatively comparable. I wouldn't say that the Vikings offensive line this season was that much better than Joe Burrow's. I mean, it, it was oh. definitely better, but it wasn't, like, that much better. I So, in that week, I actually disagree because the way I evaluate offensive lines is your offensive line is only as strong as your weakest link. So, when you had Darisaw, Cleveland, Bradbury, I guess, uh, Mason Cole, and um, O'Neal, then you had a a better, you know, mm-hmm. the, the unit, because there was no one who truly, truly sucked. Like, Bradbury obviously isn't great. He's not good. But he's not Ole Udo, and he's not Rashad Hill. Mm-hmm. If you have Ole Udo and Rashad Hill in the line, you could have Trent Williams and David Bakhtiari. Or, <laughs> it's and, not going to matter. If you, if you have two of the worst offensive linemen in the league, you're, the line as a whole will be terrible. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I just think that Kirk gets, I would say, the worst rap in the NFL for pretty much doing absolutely nothing. I think he's, I think he's... They're a, doing everything right. It's yeah. Like he, he literally does everything right. It's, 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 it's just, there's, there's something about him that the NFL doesn't like. And it's not, I don't think it has anything really to do with the whole vaccination thing, because they haven't liked him for a long time. I don't know, I don't really know what it is, because I think he's got a great story fourth round pick worked his way into the nfl starting quarterback for like what the last seven Seven seasons probably like i mean that's a great story and you know three-time pro bowler you know always one of the most one of the most consistent quarterbacks in the nfl i mean you know like i just i would love for kirk cousins next season to show up win 12 games, throw for 40 touchdowns and like under 10 interceptions. That to me, that to me, if that happens and they win the division, you know, and if they can reach an NFC championship game within the next two years, I think that's a pretty good, like, it's a pretty good sign, right? You got to think, you know, looking at the schedule, um, I have looked at it, but I don't have, here, I, I, I'll pull it up right now. Vikings. They do, they do. So that'll be 
got uh, the Eagles. You got um, and then in the South. Well, listen, the Vikings had a had a very very tough schedule this season, right? One of the tougher ones in the NFL. And I would say that going into next season, you look at their schedule and you say, okay, they play Washington, probably win. They play Chicago twice, probably wins. They play Detroit twice. They play Miami, that's probably a win. New England comes to Minnesota, that's going to be a tough game. You got the Jets. They got the Jets, easy win. They have the Eagles, that's a winnable game. <coughs> they they play Buffalo in Buffalo. That's probably going to be a tough game. That's probably a loss. We play Indy, Arizona, New Orleans. And I think, I mean, Indy might be looking for a new quarterback. Arizona, who knows what's going to happen. And New Orleans is like $80 million over the cap. So they're probably going to suck. (laughs) Right. You have the Giants, who that's probably a win because they got Danny Dimes still. And you look at the schedule and you say, okay, eh, you know, if they split against the Packers, which they probably will because they've done that the past two seasons, like you can expect probably a split. Right. Right. I mean, I see. Let's see. One. I mean, I feel like you, you know, there are, there are like 12, 13 winnable games, like games that, hey, if you're the Vikings. I, I think that there are, I think that there are 16 games here that, you know, I think that it should and probably will be a spread within three points. Right. I mean, I think that the games that the they'll probably. The game is the only one that I see, you know, by more than like, you know, they're underdogs by four or more. Yeah. I mean. I've never seen Kirk play against the Bills. It's been a long time since that's happened. They so, did in 2018, but that was not. That's a, that was a different Bills team. I think the toughest games for the Vikings this upcoming season, right? Bills in Buffalo, Packers, Packers, especially in Green Bay. The Pages always play against the Vikings well. I think we know that. But it just. But we love Mac Jones. Mac Jones is the GOAT. Listen, It's. I think it'll be a good game. I think that'll definitely be a good yeah. game. And I will. I, I thought about going. I don't know. It's I, that's I'm, a tough I'm gonna, one. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the trip up to US Bank Stadium. Might as well. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, and, I'm, and you know what? I'm gonna be wearing my Kirk jersey. Oh, I don't know about that. And I'll be rooting for the Vikings. You know. Nah, I can't. I can't agree with no. you on that one. I got. I got to root no, for the Patriots. I, I, too young and I, you were obviously too young as well to really appreciate the first three. You know, yeah. I was five. Well, we've seen them play in four. So... No, we've, wait, we've seen the Patriots... I've seen the Patriots play in... Well, five, I'm 03. So, so I saw them... Yeah. 07, 11, uh, 20... Uh, the Seahawks 2014. Yeah, 14, 16, 17, 18. Yeah. So that's four plus two. Yeah, I've seen six. It's been I've it's been a lot. It's been a lot. I, I listen. I'm a Patriots fan through and through, but I am as well. But you know, the thing is, I've seen a. I've seen the Patriots win, and b. I think Kirk does have five good years left, maybe up to seven. But the, still finite. But the Patriots, I have for a lifetime, and that I have for the next twenty years. Right. The, 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 listen, I think that this season, if you're the Vikings, you look at the schedule and you're uh, Quessy. You look at the schedule and you say, okay. 
how many of these teams are actually going to be good? Like, not that many. Like, you you need to buy in this year if you're the Vikings. And I don't know, man. I just – I think Kirk gets so much hate, and it's just – it's just kind of silly at this point, Joe. Any and right. any final thoughts about? I mean, essentially, Kirk Cousins, because you know we 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 love our man Kirk. You know, he he's um, he, he's the big be- he's the dad of the NFL. He is. Uh, uh, I make my thoughts on Kirk abundantly clear. He followed me on Super Bowl Sunday. I know he's got to follow me next. I, I'm the next one. I may have to change my yeah. Twitter name though. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, that's, how can he be my number one fan if he has to look like that? That's not, that's not how it works. I, I, I even did a little Photoshop. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Uh, I mean, there's, there's so much to say. Uh, essentially, because I actually plan on probably – I'm going to do a Twitter Spaces, honestly, after this. I was going to do one last night, but you're in Syracuse now. I was going to say, if you were in Boston – I don't know how the weather was. It was like 60 degrees last night. So oh, it was beautiful out. yesterday. I was I was loving yeah. it. I went for my little jog around, you know, a lake near like my town. So I, uh, by the time I got home, I stopped working. We need work we, listen, listen. The next step, the next step, is getting Kirk to meet us. Like that, he needs to come to Boston. He needs to say, these people know what they're talking about. Like, like yeah, and, and loyal, and we're loyal. That's the that's the most important. Loyal, thing. I. Listen, I don't believe in the Vikings, but I believe in Kirk. And those are two I do. Those are two different things. I mean, you know, I, I, I really think that he is a very talented quarterback. He is a great thrower of the football. And I'll say this. This is my hot take. I just have to throw this in. There are only, I would say, four quarterbacks in my lifetime. You know, right now, like that I could definitively say, I think that you just, all you keep the same exact team. You just swap this quarterback in for Kirk and you would have, and you would meaningfully get better and you would make the playoffs and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he would cover up. And that's Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes, and maybe Josh Allen. He hasn't done it for long enough. He's only had two mm-hmm. excellent seasons. I agree. But, I agree. But th- th- other than that, and listen, you can debate. Joe, I hate to cut you off, but we are running out of time. Thank you all for listening to another episode. Thank you to Joe for coming on, and have Thanks a great day. Me. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot, fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth, you better hit it. I want Iguodala.